Waking you up. He's funny. You're so hilarious. Funny. <laughs> oh my God. This is great. Silberto and Friends. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk. 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning, 709. I'm Paul Silberto coming up this hour. Dan Hoost has our Sullivan County update. Loretta Wolf, next level real estate, will be joining us. Going to talk about the dates for the photo sessions with Santa, benefiting our sister station, Thunder 102. Country Kids for St. Jude Kids. And good morning, the previously mentioned Dan Hoost, Director of Communications, Sullivan County. How are you this morning? I am doing great. How about you? Doing good. Welcome back in. Thanks for having me. Good to see you. You, you. you were off last month. Yes, yes, it was uh, election day, exactly. actually. Yes, Exactly. So first of all, since we haven't had a chance to really chat, have you, did you have a, a good Thanksgiving? I know we talked a little bit briefly last week. Your Thanksgiving was good, you said. I had an awesome Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. or as I was telling people, it was splendid. Uh, because uh, it's splendid. Yeah, how okay. often do you get to use the word yeah, splendid? Yeah, that's what and it was. Kind of caught me off guard a little bit, bud. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, got to watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. That's always a tradition in my family. Okay. And then went to my in uh, my sister-in-law's, and she lives on top of a mountain. She works at Bel Air. And she lives in a log cabin, a rustic ski lodge-like place on top really? of a mountain. She cooks a turkey. And it's like that Norman Rockwell, New England Christmas kind of thing that, wow. that, that we have. And, yeah, that was just warm and wonderful and, that and splendid. Cool. That's cool. Yeah, well, man, I think you can get away yeah. with using splendid. Yep. So, you know. and, the, and the ride up there. There was yeah. even snow on the way because we went up past Frost Valley YMCA to get up there, and they had just had three inches of snow the day before Thanksgiving. Really? The rest of us hadn't had anything. So <laughs> Wow. But I'm one of those, I'm sorry, I'm going to get yeah. shot when I leave now, but I'm one of those who likes a little bit of snow okay. to dress up the, the uh, countryside. The yeah. landscape looks a little... You yeah. Know, uh, well, there's nothing there's not, there's not wrong with like a little bit of snow to dress up the countryside and to allow places like Holiday Mountain to make snow and mm-hmm. things like that. But as long as it stays off the roads, you know, that's that's fine. Well, I, I we, we try at the county <laughs> yeah, to know. make that happen, but it, it somehow Mother Nature always gets the first laugh on that one. Are you going to go out for a ride so, in the uh, in the plow trucks again oh, this year? Oh, you better believe it. It is yeah. the most viewed video on our Facebook uh, page. I can uh, imagine. Uh, any year long. And, and of course, I, I love it, but I think to myself, why does everyone else love it as much as I do? I thought I was just <laughs> nuts. But you sit well, with one of these great snow plow drivers, you spend about two hours. We only do about a 15-minute video, but we have a real heart-to-heart talk about their lives and their jobs and what they do, and thousands upon thousands of people find that fascinating yeah. to watch, so I'm thrilled. And yes, I will be waiting for the next <laughs> blizzard to hop into a Subaru that I have access to with all-wheel okay. drive to get myself, I think this time I'll go over to our Calicoon station. They try to rotate me around the county okay. so that we get with different snowplow drivers every year. And I will be in the middle of this blizzard, tootling down the road with the snowplow driver, having the time of my life. Now, let me go, let me go back. That's if... There is a blizzard. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we're, not, we're not predicting anything. We're not saying that there's anything ahead. Don't, don't get us wrong now, okay? Well, the Farmer's no. Almanac uh, has indicated that I should have at least one opportunity this winter. Yeah, so. It's interesting because there, from what I understand, there's conflicting. The Farmer's Almanac says one thing. National Weather Service says another thing, and those, what is it, those woolly caterpillars uh-huh. say a total other thing. Now, again, there are people saying, well, they're all black. No, 
we've said before that's a different type of caterpillar. Yes, I didn't it's know the that ones myself. That, yeah, it's the ones that are black and brown have very little black on them this year, which indicates the possibility of a mild winter. Yes. So I, I don't know. We'll see. Every winter is different. I remember when winter seemed to just always be you'd get snow by December. Right. And it would stick around through to uh, probably April, sometimes yeah. later. Now it's like we get some snow, disappears the next day. Yeah. And sometimes we get some snow and it sticks around for a few days, but well, not you, the you, whole winter. You, you never know by these indicators. You talk about you talk about Groundhog Day. I remember last year. You know, Rob Darty saw his shadow. We had six more months of bad ties. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, even though he had a flat tire, couldn't try to exactly get in here today. Right. I think he's probably still listening. Oops. Sorry, Rob. <laughs> Never Hope mind. that tire thing Never works mind. out. So. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, but, yeah, so you, 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 you never know. But cool. It's going to be cool to see those videos again. Let me ask you a question. Are they going to let you drive? <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't want to. See, well, maybe you would want to see that. But <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't think our commissioner of public works, Ed McAndrew, would like seeing that because I would probably drive that thing right off the road. Yeah, and, I think so, too. <laughs> uh, they have so many buttons and gauges. And, uh, of course, I've, I've driven stick shift before, but I've never mm-hmm. driven Not like whatever that. the no, multi-gear no. thing is in these big trucks. <laughs> no, no, so, no. Not like that, that's for sure. Hey, a little bit later on, um, I'd like to uh, talk to you about what you spoke with. Mike Sakel about during uh, Catskills News Conversations that we ran last week, and I reran the um, the encore of it yesterday. That was a very heartfelt Catskills News Conversations Aww. about your personal yeah. experience as being adopted, and it, it was great to hear because I knew I know you and I had chatted about that uh-huh. um, personally. But it was so cool to hear it and the way you explained it. And uh, I know for a fact there were a lot of people touched by hearing that conversation. So we're going we're gonna to chat about that, if that's okay. I would later love on. to. I would love to. A little bit later on. So, And I know we've got our Sullivan County update. A lot of things going on throughout the county. As in fact, um, uh, on, on news this morning, Mike Sakel is talking about the tentative county budget yes. as well. And um, you had mentioned that it's it's not usually when you talk about a... A budget that you can use the term good news, but you know, yeah, still well, some good news. Yeah, usually there's a tax increase mm-hmm. that comes along with the county budget, and who wants to hear about that? Uh, in New York State, unfortunately, we're one of the highest tax states in the country, certainly when it comes to property taxes. But thankfully, our uh, vibrant tourist economy, for one, uh, and some very sensible fiscal management by our county manager, the Office of Management Budget, and the legislature, has enabled us to propose a budget that has no tax increase whatsoever. So even though your county tax bill is one of your smaller tax bills for property taxpayers, uh, as compared to, for example, your local school district, it's still important for us to all be looking at the best interests of the taxpayers. And that doesn't just include the services that we provide, even though those are absolutely critical. That also includes the cost of those services, what we're asking people to pay, not really asking, requiring them to pay. Um, And I'm really happy to say this year, we are going to be expanding services without increasing taxes. Our foreclosure list, which was just published, is lower than it's been in any of my recollection, which is going back over 25 years. So I, I think we're we're doing actually a, 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 
I don't know if I would say a great job, but but a reasonably decent job at trying to make uh, uh, this area uh, livable for mm-hmm. people who are earning a local wage. Yeah. And, and yes, there are plenty of people who are struggling. In fact, sure. that's why we're there uh, to help in those times uh, as a government. But we also shouldn't, as much as possible, be a cause of um, burden and suffering on the people that that we serve by constantly hiking taxes. And so I'm very, very happy to be able to say that this year, uh, if the legislature approves it, as I think they will, there will not be any kind of tax increase on the county uh, portion of your uh, tax bill. And you had mentioned that the services actually are increased. Yes. Yeah. In fact, I'll talk more about that later uh, in our time here. But there's several very exciting initiatives to talk about. All right. Dan Hoost is with us this morning. Right now, Dan has our Catskills News Talk 92.5-94.9 weather. Catskills News Talk 92.5 and 94.9 weather. Today, partly sunny, high of 35. Tonight, mostly cloudy, a low of 26. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, a high of 34. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, a low of 19. Thursday, mostly cloudy, a high of 35. Friday, partly sunny, a high of 45. Currently, it is 30 degrees and partly sunny in Sullivan and the Catskills. Silberto and friends. Wow, this is terrible. I wish I could escape to a place where this couldn't find me. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning, 721 now. I'm Paul Silberto. Dan Hoost is here. Sullivan County Director of Communications. Thank you for being here with us on this uh Tuesday morning, and uh, yeah, <laughs> Loretta Wolf is joining us now from Next Level Real Estate. Loretta, good morning. How are you? Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. I'm just I'm chuckling because I'm thinking we've got to we've got to get Dan Hoost on Santa's lap for for the photo sessions with Santa. Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> Did you ever see the episode of The Office where Kevin sits on Michael uh, as Santa? That's exactly how it would be. Oh, no. Uh Anyway. (laughs) Well, again, again this year, photo sessions with Santa. And again, we're not talking about the mall Santa, get up, get off, kid, move on. We are talking about multiple photos, whether it be uh, one child or the family. Um, and, and boy, a lot of people have been smiling and really happy with these photo sessions. And uh, Loretta, uh, with Next Level Real Estate again, let's talk about the upcoming dates for the uh, photo sessions with Santa. Again, the uh, proceeds benefiting our Thunder 102 Country Cares for St. Jude Kids. Hard to believe we're, 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 we're quickly going to be moving through December. So let's talk about um, what dates are coming up. Yeah, so this weekend is actually a busy weekend. We're super excited. Yeah. So Friday night, we're going to be at Resorts World Catskills in the lobby, in the main lobby there, um, from 4 to 8 p.m. Then um, Saturday the 9th, we will be at the Western in Calicoon, celebrating Dickens on Delaware, yep. from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. And then we're going to head over to the Cartwright um, to at, for 5.30 so we'll be there from 5.30 to 9 p.m. And then Sunday, we're actually going to be at the Elder, which is the hotel in front of the casino. Yep. We're going to be there from 11 to 2. 
All on right. Sunday. So there's a lot of chances this week to get those photos, and usually within 48 hours. Um, and and it's been, I have I've got to say this, but I know we won't hold you to this, but it's been quicker most of the time. They would get the the photos from the session. So talk a little bit about the session, Loretta, because again, this isn't a quick get up, get up, get on, get a quick picture with Santa, and get moving on. These are actual mini sessions with Santa. Yes. So a lot of people are surprised when they come up and they're like, oh, we just want a photo with all the kids. And I'm like, actually, I do all the kids individually. Um, and then we do the group of kids together. And then we usually add any parents or grandparents. Um, we've had uh, aunts and uncles. We've had the whole, I mean, the largest family that we photographed so far this year had 14 people in it. Um, so <laughs> wow. it, it was exciting, yeah. but it's definitely... Um, it's definitely great. The kids all get goodie bags when we're when we're there. So and they love that. So it's um it's definitely fun. It's great to see their faces and really open up the magic of Christmas this season. This is cool because this is definitely a win-win. If you were to go and uh, schedule this kind of a session, um, the, the the cost would be just incredible, probably double, triple of the donation costs that we're talking about. We're looking at $40, um, and proceeds, like I said, benefit our Thunder 102 Country Cares for St. Jude Kids. So you get a mini-session. You get the time it takes to make sure that these photos are something special and you're you're helping out an amazing cause. It really is a win-win. And Loretta, so many people are just so happy with the results. And then afterward, let's talk about how they get their photos and really what they can do with their photos. Sure. So um, they get a, a folio that has a password in it. Um, we're very particular about protecting people's safety. So um, they get a password that day. And then within the 48-hour window, once the photos are up online, they're emailed a link that they can use that code. Uh, they can share it with family members if they want. And they can download all the photos right from the website. Um, there is an option if they wanted to, um, I do offer severely discounted pricing on prints if they wanted to, um, but they don't have to, they can take the photos anywhere and, and print them themselves. Yeah. And it's great for the, uh, the holiday cards, um, <laughs> the years down the road, you can, you could, you could use them as evidence against the kids. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's so many great things you could do with them. You can go to, uh, Thunder 102 Facebook page. And uh, in the events section, you will see now the list of the dates that are available. Um, you can just stop by those locations. If somebody does want to reach out and maybe um, set a, a time and, and make an appointment, can they do that also, Loretta? Yes, and you have that link on the Thunder 102 mm -hmm. site, um, so they can pur purchase in advance. Um, I do make sure that anybody who does book, pre-book, um, that they do get a little bit of a priority, you know, because they took the time to pre-book. So Fantastic. if they're there and you guys have a ticket to pre-book, you know, just show it on your phone and uh, you kind of move to the front of the line. Fantastic. Well, I appreciate again what you are doing, what the Mary Santa is yes. doing. Uh, you guys are doing an amazing job for a great cause. Our Thunder 102 Country Cares for St. Jude Kids. It's the photo sessions with Santa. And again, this weekend at uh, Resorts World Catskills in the lobby. Um, mm -hmm. Also at Dickens on Delaware uh, at the Western. 
And then uh-huh. again, the Alder, um, uh, right next to Resorts World Catskills. Um, Loretta, thank you so much for what you're doing. And uh, uh, if somebody wants to get a hold of you at Next Level uh, Real Estate, why don't you uh, give that number as well? Sure. It's 845-280-5931. And as we wrap this up, I still I do want to say, and Dan would agree with me, I still think it was a great promotion, but you wouldn't do it. Dan, I had said that everybody that gets a photo session with Santa, because of Loretta being from Next Level Real Estate, also gets a free house. But for some reason, she wouldn't go with it. <laughs> you should run why. for government. You should run for government. <laughs> yeah. <pal>. Fine. So. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Loretta Wolf, Next Level Real Estate, photo session with Santa. Uh, it's 728 now. Silberto and friends. I know the baby. I'm a man. I'm an anchor man. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk. 92.5 and 94.9. It's 734 now. 26 till 8. Catskills News coming up at 8. Catskills News Headlines, here's Mike Sakel. The first of two public hearings on the tentative Sullivan County budget scheduled for this afternoon at 5.30 at the Sullivan County Government Center. The public will have an opportunity to voice their opinion on the tentative budget during today's public hearing with a second public hearing this Thursday in the morning at 10.30. The county legislature will hold a special meeting to adopt a final budget on Thursday, December 14th. George Nicolados may have lost his bid for a Sullivan County legislative seat last month, but he has announced he will run for another term as mayor of the village of Monticello. His current term expires March 17th of the new year, but is seeking re-election, saying there is much unfinished business to be addressed. And in a vote Friday, Long Island Congressman George Santos became the sixth member ever to be expelled from the U.S. House of Representatives. District 19 Representative Mark Molinaro voting to expel Santos called him unfit to serve. That's what's happening. I'm Mike Sakel, Catskills News. Catskills News coming up at 8 on Catskills News Talk, 92.5, I'm Paul Silberto. Dan Hoost is here, Sullivan County Director of Communications. And Dan, it's like, tis the season to give, tis the season to help benefit our Thunder 102 Country Cares for St. Jude Kids. We talked about the photo uh, sessions with Santa. But coming up on uh, December 16th, it's celebrity bartending at the Hancock House Hotel from 4 until 8. Get this. Our celebrity bartenders will all be there. Cindy Ray from the Hancock Herald. Ray Pucci, president, Delaware County Chamber of Commerce. Karen Holden, Sullivan County um, Director of uh, Public Health. Sullivan County Public Health will be there. And Boomer Bojo, Uh, president and CEO, UHS Delaware Valley Hospital. Now, I want you to picture this. Boomer will be wearing a tutu. I heard about yes. this. He did it the last He's time. He's done this before, right? He's done right? it again. It's, yeah. it's, I don't know what's worse, the tutu or the slippers or the tights. <laughs> but Boomer will be wearing a tutu. He'd probably tell yeah. you the tights are the worst. <laughs> well, <laughs> it was the chafing. But, and this is all benefiting our uh, Thunder 102 Country Cares for St. Jude Kids. We want your tips. Hancock House Hotel, delicious food, great drinks. Just a, just a blast. Coming up on Saturday, December the 16th, uh, again, celebrity bartending at the Hancock House Hotel from 4 until 8. Maybe even the mayor of Hancock will be stopping by, and maybe even Teresa Allen from the Hancock Liquor Store. Oh, wonderful. So, yeah, it sounds yeah. like a can't-miss event. Oh, yeah, it is, and I don't know if Karen Holden knows it or not, but she's in charge of keeping everybody in line. <laughs> that in itself is going to be interesting. Silberto and friends. It was dreadful. That was hard. 
weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning. It's 741 now. I'm Paul Silberto. Dan Oost is here, Sullivan County Director of Communications. Thank you for being here with us on this Tuesday morning. And hang in there. Your chance to win a uh, car pass to Peace, Love, and Lights at Bethelwood Center for the Arts. Coming up. And now, tell you when. Call in and win. That'll be on the way. All right, now, time to get an update on, on what's happening throughout Sullivan County. It is our Sullivan County update with Dan Hoops. So what uh, what's going on, Dan, as, as he ducks? Because I know there's so much going on. As a matter of fact, um, county business part of Catskills News this morning. The, the, the good news that we talked about a little earlier with the budget. Yes, yes, we have a lot coming up uh... Uh, and thankfully, I had just enough room on my piece of scrap paper to put all the listed. <laughs> I never have this much stuff to talk about, so I guess I better get to it. All right, ready? Actually, One, two, three. Here we go. Go. <laughs> the, the first thing, actually, it's an important thing. We talked about this a little bit earlier in the hour. Um, foreclosed properties. We do. We have begun the foreclosure process. There, I think, are, are less uh, in the past few years. There have been less uh, foreclosed properties than before, which I'm happy to hear about because we do not enjoy taking people's properties from them, contrary to sometimes what seems popular opinion. Uh, And what I'm saying now is part of our effort to make sure that people can keep these properties and stay in their homes if at all possible. Uh, Our list of foreclosed properties, the properties that are at risk of being foreclosed upon and therefore put in next year's county tax auction, that list is now available at the treasurer's page on the county website at SullivanNY.us. Just look up the county treasurer's page. You'll see a link right on her page there. Um, our treasurer, Nancy Buck, she, I can I can tell you, uh, because I know her personally, uh, does not take any pleasure or joy in taking uh, properties away from folks who have become delinquent in their taxes. Sure, her joy is having people come in and say, all right, I want to work something out, installment payments, or, or I have somebody who's going to help me out here, and then to work with them on that. She is re- constrained by law uh, in what she can and she can't do. It's not something that is some personal uh, agenda or vendetta for her. She really cares because, hey, she's a taxpayer, too. She knows how difficult it can be to uh, uh, own property, raise a family, and just pay for the cost of living here in Sullivan County. So take a look for that. That list is there. Take a look even though you're pretty sure you're not on it because maybe your neighbor is or somebody else you know that that you need to let know about that because it does happen even though we try very hard to notify everybody multiple times over that their property is at risk of foreclosure. There have been occasional uh, times where people were not able to, uh, uh, for whatever reason, didn't really know that their properties were up for foreclosure. So this is just something for everyone to be aware of. It's a publicly available list anyway, and we have it out there now. Uh, speaking, of course, of money, we've got the county budget coming up. It's $288 million proposed budget. If legislators adopt it as is on the 14th of December, it will come with no tax increase and a number of increases in services. I will talk about those at length uh, later in our time together. Uh, But for now, if you want to take a look at the budget, it is available on the county website. We have a a link right uh, under the helpful links uh, where you can look up the county budget, either in our traditional PDF form or our digital budget book, which allows you to actually interact with the data, create your own graphs if you want. 
want, if you want to go that deep into it. Uh, and we have public hearings, one tonight at 5.30 p.m. and one Thursday at 10.30 a.m., both at the Government Center in Monticello. So if you want to weigh in and let legislators know how you feel about that, you're welcome to do so. Um, speaking of being involved with local government, we were happy to welcome some teenagers from Sullivan West who uh, came uh, in November, one of our meeting uh, days, I think on the 17th, to see the legislature in action and then also interact one-on-one with some of our county leaders like Treasurer Nancy Buck, like our Deputy County Attorney Tom Cawley, uh, like our IT folks who showed them, I think that was the most popular, showed them our uh, audiovisual control booth uh, in the legislature where we Uh, control the streaming of the legislative meetings. And our youth bureau, our youth services manager, Kristen Kitson, who's on here regularly, uh, was the one who coordinated that, came up with that idea. I think it's a wonderful idea. In the past, we had students visit, but they would come as part of like a participation in government class. This is something we're actively setting up. Rather than waiting for them to come, we're saying, hey, you got time on this day? Bring a group over. So in December... We are going to be hosting the Eldred Central School District to high school students. And they learn so much from it because how many of us grew up knowing what county government did? I I never did. It was until I started covering it as a reporter. You know, what's cool about it is that uh, Kristen had spoke about that when when she was here as a guest co-host this one morning. And then to hear it mentioned in Catskills News um, it was really mm-hmm. great. It was really great to hear. And again, an experience that they like you said, th- you know, we we never had that chance. Yeah. You know, it's a great experience. And these kids, I think, will learn a lot. So uh, we're looking forward to hosting more of that. And folks can contact Kristen at the Youth Bureau if they want to see if their school can come participate. Uh, Speaking of legislature, that will be going on this Thursday. We'll be streaming it live, but you're also welcome to come in person at the Government Center if you want to see what your county government is up to. Um, On Friday, we are inviting to the the public to the semi-annual public meeting of the Substance Use Task Force, or as I call it, to colloquially the drug task force that will be from 1 30 to 3 30 uh, in the government center on friday open to the public so you can see what we're doing to tackle the opioid crisis in sullivan county and we will also be streaming that live online so if you can't make it or you want to watch it later uh, we will have that available i have the uh, link to that already up on our social media and i'll have a post event link so that people can watch it afterwards Our warming centers are open in Liberty and Monticello, even though sometimes it's not terribly cold at night. Used to be we would wait until I think it was going to get below like 15 degrees for three nights in a row. So uh, that meant if it was 16 degrees three nights in a row, we didn't have our warming centers open. But thanks to increased funding and some great partners in both Liberty and Monticello, our warming centers are open every night from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. every night every night through the middle of April. And our uh, Liberty uh, location is at the United Methodist Church on North Main Street in Liberty. And then our Monticello location, and you always beam with pride uh, when I say this, uh, because you're a member here at St. John's Episcopal Church on St. John Street in Monticello. And you should be proud of that. These are neighbors helping neighbors, people taking care of one another. Finally, our theme tree exhibit is up at the County Museum in Hurleyville. It debuted this 
past weekend. I think people loved what they saw there. Um, I heard there might even be a bold gold media tree there. I think there is. Uh, yes. Yeah. So uh, get out and see that. Those will be up for a few weeks more. Uh, also at the museum this Sunday from 11 to 4, the Frederick Cook Society is having an open house. Who's Frederick Cook? He was a Hortonville-born North Pole explorer, controversially uh, the uh, discoverer of the North Pole. Uh, we choose to believe that's the, the case here at Sullivan County. Others uh, may disagree on that, but he certainly lived a storied, interesting life. So they're going to talk about what they do to preserve his legacy, but they're also going to have uh, fine art, crafts, uh, and a pottery exhibit by a guy who had uh, a local pottery, um, uh, or excuse me, local connection, uh, and he was a, a world-renowned potter. His name was Robert Segal, uh, spent many summers here, and uh, his pottery is going to be on display. Some of it, I think, will also be uh, uh, available for sale, and the uh, the proceeds will be donated to local nonprofits. And, of course, there'll also be some music, including uh, a Sullivan West senior, Henry Simon, who is very talented. So show up anytime between 11 and 4, and you're guaranteed to have a great time at the County Museum. That's what we got going on. A lot going on uh, throughout Sullivan County, for sure. Birthday shout-outs now on Catskills News Talk, 92.5-94.9. Happy birthday, Tony Cellini, former Town of Thompson supervisor. Happy birthday, Chris Somerville. Got a birthday today. You're celebrating with comedian Margaret Cho, 55. Paula Patton, Warcraft, Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol, 48. Gabrielle Luna, Marvel's Agents of the Shield, 41. And uh, Frankie Munoz, Malcolm in the Middle, is... 38. Got a birthday? Got a celebration? Let us know about it. We'll let everybody know about it. Go to CatskillsNewsTalk.com. Click shout out. Get your info to us. We'll get it on for you at Catskills News Talk 92.5-94.9. Silberto and friends. It's alive. It's alive. <laughs> he is alive. I haven't figured out what keeps him alive yet. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. And it's a Tuesday morning. I'm Paul Silberto. Dan Hustis here, Director of Communications, Sullivan County. Good morning. It's uh, 7.55 now. And, Dan, uh, you had mentioned the budget. We talked about it a little bit ago. But um, you, you said you would get into some of the particulars on the budget. Let's do that, if we could, please. Sure. I actually like talking about this because this budget doesn't include any tax hike. It doesn't include any layoffs. It does not include any service cuts. So it's really a good news budget all the, all the way around. And, of course, at the top of the, the list of what we've got going on is we're, we have a historic $23.6 million set aside in this budget for road and bridge work throughout the county. Uh, and all of that to be achieved without going into debt by bonding, uh, which is unusual. We've been able to do that for a few years now, but for most of the the legislature's existence, at least, and probably Board of Supervisors, too, uh, we had to go into debt to make sure that our roads and bridges were kept up to, to speed, because that's that's not something you can 
really be very discretionary about. If your roads and bridges are failing, you need to make sure that they are uh, kept in good condition because we really depend on uh, automobile transportation around Sullivan County. So we're going to be spending more on this than we ever have before and making sure now that we keep pace, if not even maybe get a little bit ahead of our repair schedule. Whereas before, sometimes we were just struggling to keep our heads above yeah. water with it. So that, that's really good to hear because all of us, in one way or another, depend upon our roads and bridges to be in operating order. Uh, also, we have a, a housing crisis in Sullivan County. It's just the nature of how things have, have worked. We have become a very popular place for people to buy property and turn it into short-term rentals. Well, we also need long-term rentals. We also need uh, workforce housing, affordable housing for families who live here. Um, and you know, we, we welcome our second homeowners. We're glad that they're here, and we're glad that they can also make some money on the property that they have here. But we also need room for folks who live here year-round and need to have some sort of affordable property, either to rent or to buy. So we're setting aside $2 million for a housing trust fund that will follow up on the recommendations made in a housing study that we just completed uh, earlier this year. More details are available about that housing study. You can read the study on our planning website. But we need to put money behind these recommendations in order for them to actually come about and to, to take action, especially, I think, our county manager, Josh Potosik, he wants to really focus on the rental market because that's where you know people may or may not be able to buy, but almost everyone has to rent at some yeah. point or another, and we need to, to make sure that we have rental units available for yeah, there them. There is definitely a shortage oh, for sure. Oh, certainly yep. is. So um, we also have $700,000 for the Sullivan Promise Scholarship Program, which of course has been a wonderful ex- uh, uh, program for our local high school seniors who graduate and can get up to full two full years of tuition paid for by the county yep. if they go to SUNY Sullivan. My most exciting one that I really like is $450,000 to expand Moose Sullivan's bus routes. We're going Boy, to has that been it. something oh, that has, yeah, has, has filled such a need. And congratulations to Laura Quigley, our Commissioner yes. of Community Resources, who yes. created the Moose yeah. Sullivan program and was awarded by it mm-hmm. at, at the state level. Uh, but Koshected, Eldred, Gramsville, Jeff, Manor, Narrowsburg, Neversink, Roscoe, you're going to get Moose Sullivan Public Transportation Service, free Fantastic. rides from there. Um, and we also have uh, $424,000 set aside uh, to offer to eligible community nonprofits via discretionary funding. That's the most money we've ever offered. Wow, that's um, fantastic and, to hear yeah. because of the work they are doing and mm-hmm. have continued to do in very tough times. Yep. So, and also $360,000 to replace patrol vehicles in the sheriff's office. Uh, listen, yep. those vehicles are used yes. very hard. Oh, yes. So we want them to have they keep the, us safe. the best. Yes. And, and I'm glad to, to, to have them doing that. And then uh, finally, we have $165,000 to hire new dispatchers in the sheriff's office. These will be civilian dispatchers because right now the dispatchers in the sheriff's office, not the 911 center, but in the right. sheriff's office, are actual patrol deputies. Well, they're trained to go on patrol. They shouldn't be sitting answering the phones. They should be out on patrol. Yep. A lot of great things in the budget. Thanks for sharing with us. I do appreciate it. Coming up next hour here on Silberto and Friends, our weekly conversation with Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther, Beth Burnett, our Liberty Rotary Club update. Uh, We're going to be talking a little bit about the Catskills conversation Dan had about adoption and your chance to win a car pass to Peace, Love, and Lights. Now let's get the party started. 
party started. Let's get this party started. Woo! Are you ready to get the party started? Okay, folks, let's get this party started. Silberto and friends, weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. <laughs> it's 8.08. Good morning, I'm Paul Silberto. Coming up this hour, our weekly conversation with Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther. We'll talk to uh, Beth Burnett, our Liberty Rotary Club update. Hang in there for your chance to win a car pass to Peace, Love, and Lights at Bethel Woods Center for the Arts. It's all happening this hour here on Silberto and Friends. Dan Hoos is here, Director of Communications, Sullivan County. Thank you again for being here this morning. Uh, my pleasure, as always. Great information on uh, the budget. We're going to talk about uh, a special drive coming up in yes, a little bit. Yes. But if if we could, um, again, I, I mentioned it a little earlier, but uh, really love the Catskills conversations uh, with Mike Sakel talking about adoption and your personal story. I know you and I had a chance um, to talk about that together, but I really thought it was it was really a, a heartwarming Catskills news conversations, and I heard that from a lot of people who really enjoyed it, and I figured. Let's talk about that a little bit this morning. Your personal story of uh, being adopted and the wonderful life you've had with your family, yes. your mom and dad. I've actually been incredibly amazed how much joy this has brought to to people. I really considered this sort of just a, a personal thing. Not that I, I, I don't have any problem talking about mm-hmm. it, but just, you know, I, I ended up connecting with some of my birth family, but... Everyone in my life, uh, no matter how close or how far, are just fascinated by this and want to know more about this story and then just take such joy in it, which I love. I mean, one of my things was always to uh, I enjoyed spreading kindness and joy to people. Uh-huh. I know it sounds corny. I'm not saying it. I, I think, Paul, you're the same kind of a person who there's I know just, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You, and you I get know what I'm how saying. you, you are. You and want, it's true. You want people to, to uh-huh. feel better because this world really beats people down sometimes. Yep. So the, to know that people took so much joy in this story brings joy to me. Uh, I, uh, a few years ago, got on 23andMe. Uh, did the DNA test and everything because I wanted to know the my health history. I had nothing when I'd go to the doctor and they'd say, well, what are you at risk of in your family? I'd be like, I don't know because my family's adopted. Now, to me, they've always been my family. My right. mom, who may be listening right now, I love yeah. her to pieces. I mean, that's my mom. I don't have an, another mother yeah. in terms of a mom. But I needed to find out more about this health information. Let me go back a second. As far as, as being adopted, knowing you were adopted, from, from what age? Uh, I, uh, as all, early as I can remember. Okay. So mm-hmm. I must have been maybe even as young as four or five. Okay. Cool. I always knew I was yeah. adopted. My sister was too from yeah. a different family. She had connected with her birth family. It had gone very well, but I wasn't as interested in it as she was. I was curious, but yeah. not uh, insanely so, which is saying something since I'm a nosy person. Exactly. By, and it, <laughs> by nature, by, nature. And by <laughs> being a reporter and being in ju- a journalist, yeah. uh, you know, prior to your, your current position. I, yeah, that, yeah, that you would think, surprises right? me. Yes. Well, I also worried about was I maybe the, the dirty little secret or was I somebody who uh, they just never thought they'd hear from again or whatever. You just didn't know. And then in July, I think it was, I got this email through 23andMe from a woman named Chrissy. And she said, hi, Dan. I think I'm your half-sister. 
Really? <laughs> you know, just that little thing. I nearly fell out of my chair while I was reading it. I think I was at uh, lunch with somebody, and I had to refocus very hard back on the conversation. <laughs> yeah. uh, but... We uh, chatted and then uh, just sort of connected and realized this. Yes, we definitely well, are siblings. Where did, where did so, this Chrissy live? Uh, in uh, it's a town just outside of Virginia, Northern Virginia, okay. close to Dulles mm-hmm. Airport. That's where she was raised. That's where her father, my birth father, uh, resides as well. And so over Columbus Day weekend, um, I went down and this, Columbus to, this Day past weekend? Columbus okay. Day weekend, and we met for the first time. Wow. I met her, spent the weekend with her and her family. Uh, she's got three great kids and, and a husband named Dan. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, uh, and then met my uh, uh, birth father, Doug is his name. And uh, over lunch, he told me how I came to be. And so I found out a lot more than my health information. Wow. I found out a whole uh, family story that is uh, good enough for a very sad Hallmark movie because okay. I think he, he and, and my birth mother both wanted to keep me, but uh, their family wouldn't allow it unless they got married. And he was 18 and she was 17, and that just wasn't going to happen. Uh, so I was given up for adoption which I am extremely grateful for yeah. because I was raised in a wonderful family uh, that I continue to to consider my family. But now I have an extended family as well uh, uh, in northern Virginia. And at some point probably we'll get in touch with my birth mother who lives out in Ohio. Uh, but now I know how I turned out so tall, though. Oh, <laughs> she she was uh, cheerleading while she was uh, she was the the head cheerleader while she was pregnant with me. So there was a lot of jumping and <laughs> stretching going on. Yeah. So it just stretched okay, me right yeah, out. There you go. Yep. <laughs> All right, that's what did it. So, but it was a wonderful experience. Um, and I call Chrissy now my sister. I now have two sisters. You know, I don't call her my half sister, and she has her kids calling me Uncle Dan. So it was just a very a close and warm experience. Wow. We we do look a little like each other, although she looks a lot better than me. Um, <laughs> there's about a 10-year age difference there. And she was really interested in, in getting to know me as well because she had a brother, a younger brother named Doug Jr., who unfortunately was killed in combat mm. as a member of the uh, U.S. Army in Afghanistan in 2011. There's actually uh, a memorial foundation uh, for him that she and her, her mother um, uh, run and operate. So it was something that had a, a, a certain poignancy to it. Yeah. For me, one of the wonderful things was to find out that my uh, birth grandfather, so my father's father, was a producer at a television station in Washington, D.C. in really? the 1950s and gave Jim Henson of the Muppets fame his first shot. It was when he was developing Kermit and Ralph wow. and was doing commercials. He was the producer of those at a television station. And I said to my birth father, I said, this may sound corny, but Kermit has always been <laughs> one of my mentors and role models kind of thing. And he did sort of look at me strange. And I said, <laughs> it's just he he always had that sort of, you know, I want to help people be, be good. I yeah. said, as a kid that that really had an impact on me and to know that my birth grandfather was part of his genesis just was something really special to find out so it was a wonderful columbus day weekend we plan to go back and talk some more uh, and just discover more about each other's families so um just just incredible for this to happen and now the holidays have a sort of a new meaning for yeah me. that is incredible dan when during the catskills news conversation you gave a number 
for those, um, and it was uh, uh, a number, was it for adoption, for foster yeah, it's our, care? it's our foster both? care unit, okay. and, but they also handle mm-hmm. adoptions. Uh, foster care, though, is the one that I don't know if uh, less commitment is really the term to use, but it's not as long-term. A foster care, you, you take care of children sure. for a certain period of time. Adoption, you actually make them part of your adopted sure. family. But we, we offer that at Sullivan County, and we have children who need to be adopted. Yes, and you know, foster care is something near and dear to my heart through uh, Bold Gold Media because over the years I've become friends with Jimmy Wayne and Jimmy Wayne's story of course is that he was a foster child Mm -hmm. and he did the walk halfway across America um, to um, walk and advocate for raising the uh, age out of, uh, of foster care age uh, and and had that legislation passed in in a number of states as well. And Jimmy mm-hmm. was here many times talking about his life and his situation and about the foster care and, and the importance of foster care. The impact you can have on a child's life, whether it's temporary or, or permanent that they're staying with you, the impact will last yep. their entire life. How about giving that number? Sure. It's 845-292-0100. That's 845-292-0100. That'll connect you with our Department of Social Services. You can just hit zero and ask for the foster care unit or that you were interested in adopting a child. They will connect you with the right folks. If you have any trouble, give me a call uh, in the county manager's office or get in touch with me. I will make sure to connect you with them because we need every foster parent or adoptive parent out there that we can get. There are always children in need. And it breaks my heart to think that there might be some children who just go through life without really having uh, at least one strong parental influence in their life. We want to give that to them. And if you think you can help, we really want to talk to you. Well, thank you so much for sharing, and I do have a very personal question for you. Uh-oh. When now that you've met, you know, like your half-sister and, 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 uh, and others, um, it, do they have better hair than you? Every single one of them in my birth family does. I don't know what happened to me. Silberto yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and friends. There are only so many words I can drag out of my vocabulary to say how awful that was. Well, it was awful. Well, it sucks. It's terrible. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning. It's 822. I'm Paul Silberto. Dan Hoost is here, Director of Communications, Sullivan County. Thank you for being here with us on this Tuesday morning. Dan, an, uh, an event coming up, or a drive going on, rather. Let's talk a yes. little bit about this. It's going on right now. The The county is part of it. It's a hygiene drive. It's put on by a group that uh, probably some of us didn't really know existed. It's the Sullivan County Food Security Coalition. This has been put together by Cornell Cooperative Extension, which has a food pantry and makes sure that people get the food that they need. Um, but instead of focusing on uh, food, which most everyone uh, is doing this time of year, especially around Thanksgiving and Christmas, they are focusing on hygiene items, everything from toothbrush and soap to razors and diapers and laundry detergent, and I know something we don't think about much here, but sunscreen, (laughs) Uh, and uh, bath towels, washcloths, hand sanitizer. Uh, This hygiene drive, as they're calling it, is going on right now. It'll be going through January 17th, so this is one that will last beyond the holidays, Mm -hmm. because, of course, this uh, needs 
need exists all year yeah. long. And there'll be there are donation boxes at Action Toward Independence on Broadway in Monticello, at the Calicoon Farmers Market, which is every Sunday in Calicoon, at Cornell Cooperative Extension uh, in Liberty. At the CBI building, which uh, Cablevision, Alan Gary's place in Liberty, at the Conyunga Lake Post Office in Conyunga Lake, at St. John's Episcopal Church in Monticello, and of course at our government center, the county government center where I work on North Street in Monticello. We will take whatever you want to put in those boxes as long as it is unopened. You know, we can't take if you're like, ah, I tried this deodorant right, and I don't like it. it. Yeah, no, that doesn't work. Don't no. give that to us, no. please. But if it's unopened, uh, we welcome it. And uh, there's a whole list. If you're looking to find out more about the list, I'm sure that you guys will have it. We have it on our social media page. You can find it out there. But basically anything that you would use as a toiletry or a hygiene product for men, women, or children. You know, this is, it's, it's so important because those are, as I say, those are things we take for granted. Yes. Not for any malicious reason, but we just take those items for granted. Mm-hmm. And when you talked about the uh, the drop-off box at St. John's Episcopal Church, um, someone who I mean, you may not be familiar with was, was putting the box in the other day, um, a, a person by the name of Wendy Brown. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, Brown is such a common name. Yeah, yeah, you know, true, that. true. Wendy is such a common name, too. <laughs> anyway, so. uh, but yeah, this is important. And again, this is going on through the 17th. Yes. Because like you said, th- the need keeps going. Mm-hmm. You know, especially for products like this. And even after the 17th, if you still want to donate something, if you're like, I want to make this an ongoing mission, talk to us about it. We can hook you up with the right people and make sure that uh, your donations get to where you want them to go. Can you go over the locations again for the Dropbox? I know we talked about St. John's Episcopal Church in Monticello. Yep. Action Toward Independence Office. That's at 309 East Broadway in Monticello. The Calicoon Farmer's Market, which is every Sunday morning in Calicoon, sort of behind Main Street on Audley Door Drive there in the Calicoon Creek Park. Cornell Cooperative Extension of Sullivan County, that's 64 Ferndale Loomis Road in Liberty. The CVI Building, which is on its own road, one Cablevision Center in Liberty, although I sort of call that Ferndale. Uh, The Conyunga Lake Post Office right there in downtown Conyunga Lake. St. John's Episcopal Church, 15 St. John Street in Monticello, and the Government Center at 100 North Street in Monticello. That's where we have these drop boxes. And again, these are products that you can get. Sometimes there's a two-for-one on these products and things like that. There's not a lot of money to purchase them, but they are products that are definitely in need. And you you can help out, you know, grabbing a couple of these and dropping them off at, at these uh, these drop-off locations. Anything you use in the bathroom, as long as it's unused, mm-hmm. unopened, we welcome it. All right. Again, hygiene drive uh, hygiene drive going on through January 17th at yes. the drop-off locations that uh, Dan had mentioned. We'll get a chance to chat about this more uh, in a little bit. So hopefully, uh, hopefully you can help out as well. And again, it doesn't take a lot of money to help out. You know, sometimes there are two-for-one on these products and like Dan said, unopened, though, unused, unopened hygiene products that can really go a long way uh, to help those uh, that need them. Coming up on 827 now, good morning. Silberto and friends. You are a name living forever in history. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk.
92.5 and 94.9. It is 8.31 now on this Tuesday morning, and it's time for our Liberty Rotary Club update. I'm Paul Silberto. Dan Hoost is here, Sullivan County Director of Communications. And on the Catskills News Talk Line, it's Beth Burnett. Beth, good morning. How are you? Good, Paul. How are you? How are you, Dan? All right. How are you, Beth? Good, good, good. Good. Hey, if you guys want to have a personal conversation, do it on your <laughs> Just, own time, not I my time. I haven't seen Beth in All a right, while. I'm a little so. busy, okay? We, <laughs> let's, let's cut this personal stuff out. <laughs> Beth, it's great to talk to you again. <laughs> let's talk about what's happening with the Liberty Rotary Club. Great things locally, regionally, nationally, and internationally. Yeah, we have our uh, blood drive coming up at Resorts World, and once again, we're really happy to be there. Um, it's with New York Blood Center, and as always, if you can donate, please come out. Um, it's on December 8th from 12 to 6 p.m., um, and that's at Re- Resort World Catskills. Um, so I hope to see people out there because, you know, they can't manufacture blood, and our reserves are very low. Yep, given that gift of life for sure. Yeah, so at Liberty Rotary, we always have a lot going on. Um, we're having a party for um, the Rotary people, and we're going to be helping um, Polio Plus, which Rotary is very key in helping um, eradicate polio throughout the world, so we're really proud of that. But um, we're always looking for new members, and it feels really great to be part of this Rotary Liberty Club, and all the Rotarians in our county do a great job. So. We're really happy for the support that Bold Gold gives us. And I, I just can't say enough great things about the local Rotary. Well, Rotary is, you know, amazing. We've got some amazing organizations. And what I love, Beth, one of the hallmarks of this area is how um, organizations help each other. And I love the way the Liberty Rotary Club really is there for fundraising and events and helping people. Uh, when it comes to other organizations as well. And again, it's not just a saying, it is a fact. It's great things locally, regionally, nationally, and internationally. Um, And uh, folks can find out more about the Liberty Rotary Club. Uh, Maybe stop by a meeting every Wednesday at Yasu Cafe. Beth, that would be a great way for someone to find out a little bit about the Liberty Rotary Club. Yeah, it's, it's great. And, you know, we always have guest speakers. So we learn about other people that are doing good for the area that we can support. Um, you know, our members are out there in the community always helping. And, you know, we had a great time with you as host at um, Murph's Toy Drive. And just to see, like, our members, like Barbie, Newman, Marty, yep. like how she impacts mm-hmm. the youth in the area. And, you know, it's all the good the Rotary people do. We would love to have more support in that in our area. And we are at Yasu every Wednesday night. Yep, great way to find out. You can also go to CatskillsNewsTalk.com. The click list. Click on the logo for the Liberty Rotary Club. Um, Check out the events. Check out what's going on with this great organization. Beth Burnett, thank you so much for joining me this morning for the update, and I will catch up with you soon, all right? Always great to talk to you. Thanks for having me, Paul. You take care, Beth. Beth. Our Liberty Rotary Club update again. You can go to CatskillsNewsTalk.com. The click list, click on the logo for the Liberty Rotary Club. Get information, check out the schedule of things that are going on. Like Beth said, that blood drive and so many other things. 
and uh, maybe you can get involved. Maybe you can become a member of, of the Rotary Club, in particular the Liberty Rotary Club. But we've got great Rotary Clubs throughout Sullivan County. We really County. are fortunate yes. to have such yep. great Rotarians in, in Sullivan County. Yep. And, and again, all of our organizations are just so great, mm-hmm. doing some amazing things to help out the community. Uh, CatskillsNewsTalk.com. The click list. Click on the logo for the Liberty Rotary Club. You can also see um, information on other um, service organizations as well. Our Liberty Rotary Club update. It's 835 now. It's Silberto and Friends. I'm Paul Silberto, Dan Hoost, Sullivan County Director of Communications. Again, I want to remind you about our Celebrity bartending benefiting Thunder 102 Country Cares for St. Jude Kids. It's coming up not this Saturday, but next Saturday, December 16th, Hancock House Hotel. From 4 to 8, your tips benefit our Thunder 102 Country Cares for St. Jude Kids. I'll be there. Cindy Ray from the Hancock Herald. Ray Pucci, President, Delaware County Chamber of Commerce. Uh, Karen Holden, Director, Sullivan County Public Health. Boomer Bojo will be there. Boomer, of course, the um, president, CEO, UHS Delaware Valley Hospital. He will be the one wearing a tutu. <laughs> I don't know what to your, say. You're just I shaking don't know your what head. to say. And maybe even the mayor of Hancock and Therese Allen from Hancock Liquor Store. You can go to Thunder 102 Facebook page for more information. <laughs> don't let that keep you away. You'll need to go to the <clears throat> liquor store after that. Exactly. <laughs> Celebrity bartending, benefiting. Thunder 102... Country cares for St. Jude kids. No tutus were harmed in, in this event. Coming up on Saturday the 16th. Silberto and friends. You just get up in the morning and figure out ways to make me crazy. Is that what you do? Yeah. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk. 92.5 and 94.9. Coming up on 841 now. Good morning. I'm Paul Silberto. Dan Hoos, Director of Communications. Sullivan County is here on this Tuesday morning. And it's time now for our weekly conversation with Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther in uh, Albany this morning. Good morning, Assemblywoman. Yeah, yes. Uh, I came up yesterday, and they were looking at <clears throat> the outlook for uh, our next session, and you know how much money is available, and what the important uh, issues are. So we're meeting today again, and they're going to talk about again the outlook and uh, for like school aid for uh, community aid, for health care, and uh, tell us, you know, how well we're doing. I think we're doing better than we thought, but we'd still have a deficit, quite a large deficit. So, um, you know, hoping I can make sure and assure that uh, we have the programs that we need in Sullivan and Orange County. So it's going to be a fight to the finish and to make sure that the upstate area gets their fair share, not just New York City, Long Island and other places like Buffalo. And, um, you know, my colleagues and I from the upstate area are working together to assure that we get our fair share. And we'll see how much of that is going to be our fair share. Is something like this a long process or can this be ferreted out fairly quickly? Yes. I mean, there's the Senate, there's the Assembly, there are people in different parties. Uh, there are, you know, more people that represent New York City or Long Island or Buffalo than they do Sullivan County, Orange County. So we gather together. doesn't make any difference if you're Republican, conservative or Democrat. You know, we're all fighting for our constituency. So we align ourselves 
And, you know, certainly because I'm in the majority, I help whoever I can. And, yeah, I mean, it's not going to be an easy budget, you know, as we go forward. Maybe uh, the monies will increase because New York State is doing better. But hopefully, you know, we can continue with um, the important things like school aid, you know, health care, you know, we uh, pre-K, those kinds of things and not, you know, stop doing the things that have helped so many people. Yeah. Well, there's one thing that differentiates Long Island and New York City and Buffalo and those other areas from Sullivan County, and that's that we have Aileen Gunther. They don't. Well, that that's true. But the problem is, is that, you know, we have to, like, James Scoofus comes from Orange County. You know, Republican, Democrat, uh, right now, it means that we're going to all be on the same team, getting money for our districts and making sure we get our fair share. We pay high taxes for our homes, you know, uh, sales tax, things like those. Those we, a lot of us, you know, go into the city to work. So we provide, you know, money for tolls, et cetera. So we need to get our fair share. And it's it's kind of ridiculous at this point, the amount of uh, tolls you have to pay to go and work into New, in New York City. It costs some people $30 a day wow. and you times it by five. That's $150 a week. Yeah. It's terrible. And if you come from a different, you know, they they and and how far you travel into the city it, it's ridiculous and it's hurting middle class american america it really is yeah. and you know what we see an exodus of people from new york state and it's because of taxes and because of things like tolls at a booth that make it under, unaffordable to go to work yeah when you think about that it's like six hundred dollars a month uh, yep. just to pay tolls and then add on to that parking. It's, you're right. It's, 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 it's outrageous. A yeah. It's, it's a lot. My son travels from Rockland County, he lives in Rockland County and he works on the Lower East Side. And I mean, it's a lot of money and he's a, a teacher. Mm-hmm. He's a teacher and teachers aren't stockbrokers. Of right. Course. But, right. But you know, and, and it does, and it does make a difference. And I think that, I don't care what party you belong to. Uh, we have to fight, you know, for our, the people that we represent. Yeah. And, you know, that's why I'm going out in about five minutes to find out what what what's going on with New York. How much money do we have? Right. What is the deficit and how much money can I get for my district and make sure our schools, our hospitals and all our seniors don't suffer. Well, we're going to let you get back to work before we do. I'm going to ask you okay. really quickly if you can tell me, uh, our listeners, uh, the number they can reach uh, your office uh, if they have questions. 845 mm-hmm. 794 uh, in the office today. So we have Honora. We've got a lot of great volunteers. You know, Nancy Kane, Colleen Cook. Uh, we have a Nora wall. We're like a, we're like a group. Of, uh, what a group we are! So people from all ages and everything. There you so go. We're here to help you. Well, go. Right, bye bye now. Go do Thanks, some Paul. fighting. Thank you. We'll catch up next week. Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther. Our weekly conversation. Silberto and friends. I'm just big boned. Okay. My life has been saved by the miracle of lasagna. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. It's 8.50 now. We're winding down Silberto and Friends. I'm Paul Silberto. Dan Hurst is here, Director of Communications, Sullivan County. And it's our Catskills News Conversations. Here's Mike Sakel. I'm speaking with 
Sullivan County Health and Human Services Commissioner, John Little, and talking about Sullivan County's Substance Use Task Force. The next uh, semi-annual public meeting is coming up on Friday. That's going to be December 8th, uh, beginning at 1.30 in the Government Center in Monticello. John, good to have you here. First of all, very quickly, give me a little bit of an overview. What's what's Sullivan County Substance Use Task Force all about? Yeah, the Sullivan County Substance Use Task Force uh, is comprised of a number of different pillars, we call them. And the pillar is just a term for groups of folks who have specific expertise on some area of fighting uh, the drug problem in our county. So we have a law enforcement pillar, we have medical providers, behavioral health treatment. The pillar that I lead is the United Sullivan Pillar, um, which is a network of different human service providers that come to support all of the other needs that somebody going through a substance use disorder or their family members uh, is having trouble with. So things like housing, um, food insecurity, general kind of supports to help folks, help families um, cope with whatever they're going through. Those pillars get together on um, a bi-monthly basis and we talk about what each group is uh, doing and we do that around the table with uh, our district attorney, Brian Connody, Sheriff Schiff, uh, on the law enforcement side and then a lot of human service providers as well. And that's one of the things I think we're all really proud of is how much the law enforcement uh, and human services teams work together on all these issues uh, in Sullivan County. So tell me a little bit about perhaps what we're going to be hearing about this uh, Friday and maybe some of the new initiatives that are on the table. Sure. So a lot of what we're we're all thinking about right now is, is getting ready for next year. Um, always a lot of activity, but we're really trying to draw in um, lessons that we've learned um, over the last year and then also you know, making sure that as as money comes available to us from opioid settlements with the drug companies to make sure that we're we're being smart in how we spend that. So, you know, some of the things that we're looking at for going forward and will be talked about uh, on Friday is uh, that we're forming cross-functional teams. So I mentioned the pillars of the task force and the law enforcement side and the human services side, and we're really going to have two focused teams that go across the pillars to look at some specific issues. So we're going to focus specifically on fatal overdoses and what causes a fatal overdose. Um, One of the things that we've seen in the data this last year is that fatal overdoses um, tend to have uh, cocaine actually mixed in with an opioid. Um, So that's something that we definitely look at. Um, But polysubstance use is the more technical term. And anytime folks that are combining drugs, drugs are dangerous enough as it is, but when you're combining drugs to get a high and a low effect, um, that's that's extremely dangerous. So we're going to look at that to see where we can find issues on the law enforcement side, how to stop the supply, and on the human services side, how to help people get into care quicker before they get into polysubstance use, which is extremely dangerous. Um, So that's one. Another one is um, we had uh, the unfortunate fatality of a a very young girl back in May. And so we're going to have a team focused, again, going across human services providers, healthcare providers, and law enforcement that's going to look at what do we need to do to reduce risk factors uh, among young mothers uh, in the county. So we're going to have those two teams working very hard. And then also, you know, we'll have more information to share with the community on the opioid settlement fund contracts 
um, which um, you know there was there was some delay in that, but we got uh, support from the legislature in the end, and um, really proud of all the work that we're doing across the agencies and within the government to get those contracts executed. Now um, that money is flowing and going out the door, so we're going to have some good reports to share with the public on the progress of uh, of the initiatives that are getting funded now. A lot of work being done all around uh, Sullivan County. Health and Human Services Commissioner John Little, thank you so much for the conversation. Really appreciate it. That's Catskills Conversations. I'm Mike Sakel. It's 8.55 now. Winding down Silberto and Friends, 5 till 9. I'm Paul Silberto, Dan Hoos, Sullivan County Director of Communications. And that Catskills News Conversation is kind of on the heel of what you were talking about a little earlier. Yes, yes. This is something that we are attacking vigorously. This opioid uh, epidemic really is what it is. We unfortunately have the highest opioid overdose rate uh, per capita in all of New York State. And we should be using this money from the settlement with the companies that have produced these opioids to be doing this kind of work. So John and uh, our uh, soon-to-no-longer-be-acting district attorney, Mm -hmm. our district attorney, Brian Connity, are really leading the charge on that with uh, some of our other folks in county government. Uh, And I think we really are going to make a difference. Brian will be in on Friday. Oh, great. As my guest co-host, his monthly uh, guest co-host slot. So I'm looking forward to uh, Brian talking about this as well. I'm sure he will. You know. Yeah. And this is another example of things that we talk about that are going on behind the scenes that a lot of people don't realize that are really moving things forward. I mean, it's such an uphill battle. But we've got people that are willing to fight that uphill battle. And they have such a, a bottomless well of compassion and care for the community. Uh, too many people uh, say, oh, these are just drug users and addicts. They had a choice. They shouldn't have done that. And they, they uh, created their own fate. Uh, these drugs these days, these opioids, are so addictive. You have no idea how addictive they are. Just taking one, if it doesn't kill you, it, it addicts you right, right off the bat there, no matter matter how they're doing it there's plenty of people out there who will tell you honestly they had no intention of being a drug addict or playing around with drugs they took something either that was prescribed to them or that was given to them that they didn't really know what it was and they got hooked on it because that's what these drugs are designed to do mm-hmm. well there are ways to recover out of that but we need people like john brian and team out there to guide folks to those answers and to help them get the the services that they need and we need to have money to provide those services if you have a chance to be at the substance use task force meeting this Friday or even watch it online afterwards, I encourage you to do so because you will see what we're doing and maybe also see how you can be a part of the solution here. We shouldn't be judging. We should be helping. Yeah, you're right. Being a part of the solution is important and everybody can. And and when Brian's in, I usually ask him, what can people do to be part? And, you know, he's got good conversation. That's what I'm looking Mm -hmm. forward to when Brian is in on Friday to continuing this. Great. Thank you for a great morning i do appreciate you being here my pleasure as always and i look forward to you being here again next month i will see you in the new year but in the meantime a merry christmas happy holidays all the best to you and your family and your extended extended family family. i love christmas cards going out this year (laughs) there you go thank you again for sharing with us dan i do appreciate it thank you paul dan who's director of communications sullivan county hey thank you for being here on this tuesday morning Coming up tomorrow on the next Silberto and Friends, Lindsay Wheat will be here. Commissioner Monticello, Joint Fire District Volunteer Member of the Monticello Fire Department and Vice uh, Vice President Monticello Fire Department. 
going to uh, talk about what's going on with fire services throughout Sullivan County and get an update on the second Sullivan County Healthiest Fire Department Challenge with Sullivan 180. Looking forward to that. Also tomorrow, Ray Pucci, our Delaware County update. Ray, one of the celebrity bartenders for Saturday the 16th at the Hancock House Hotel, benefiting Thunder 102 Country Cares for St. Jude Kids. Joanne Giroux, our monthly care update. Cindy Ray, another celebrity bartender, talking about what's happening on the pages of the Hancock Herald. Audrey Garrow with our A Single Bite update and our weekly conversation with Congressman Mark Molinaro and more chances for you to win a car pass to peace, love, and light at Bethelwood Center for the Arts. It's all happening tomorrow morning on the next Silberto and Friends. Silberto and Friends, weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9.